Hi, this is Suzanne Gallagher, and this is Parents' Rights Now. Today, we're going to be talking about comprehensive sexuality education. Part 4, Behind the Curtain, CECUS and CPAC. Sex Ed for Social Change. Let's start at the beginning. Where in the heck did the drive to create human rights to sexuality education and full spectrum of sexual and reproductive health services beginning in kindergarten come from? This has been in the making for over 60 years, but like most movements, it did not gain real momentum until the last 20. Now they are in overdrive. Our goal today is to give you an overview of the history and familiarize you with the major players involved. Planned Parenthood, CECUS, and now CPAC. Dr. Mary S. Calderon was a medical director at Planned Parenthood Federation of America. The story is she became concerned about the lack of accurate information about sexuality available for both young people and adults. So in 1964, she founded Sexuality Information and Education Council of the United States, or CECUS. In the decades that followed, CECUS became a recognized leader in the field of sexuality and sex education, publishing numerous books, journals, and resources for professionals, parents, and the public. CECUS publication, Guidelines for Comprehensive Education, Kindergarten through 12th Grade, was hailed as a major breakthrough for sex education and continues to be a sought-after resource, according to them. With the discovery of HIV, CECUS became one of the first national organizations to respond to the crisis, co-sponsoring a groundbreaking conference with the gay men's health crisis in 1984 and publishing one of the first educational books about HIV-AIDS, How to Talk to Your Children About AIDS, as if five-year-olds are participating in anal sex. Anyway, I diverted. Then, in the 1990s, the New York City-based CECUS began to expand its work related to sex education policy and advocacy efforts and opened a public policy office in Washington, D.C., in the early 2000s, CECUS further refocused its efforts to prioritize advancing progressive sex education policy across the country, working to affect change at federal, state, and local levels. In 2019, as CECUS marked its 55th year in operation, the organization officially renamed to CECUS. Oh, they dropped their former spell-out title and added the tagline, Sex Ed for Social Change. That was pretty arrogant, wasn't it? To call themselves officially Sex Ed for Social Change? In other words, they're admitting that they want to change the culture. While maintaining the belief that sex education is necessary for providing young people with the information they need to ensure their own lifelong sexual health and well-being. CECUS, Sex Ed for Social Change, B 
began asserting that it can also do more than that, sex education has the power to spark large-scale social change. SICUS, according to them, is not a single-issue organization because sex ed, as SICUS envisions it, connects and addresses a variety of social issues. Sex ed sits at the nexus of many social justice movements, from LGBTQ rights and reproductive justice to the hashtag MeToo movement and urgent conversations around consent and healthy relationships. According to them, Sikas continues to advocate for the rights of all people to access and enjoy accurate and comprehensive sexuality information, education, and related health services. In doing so, Sikas honors its founding mission while simultaneously working to advance a vision of sex education to meet the needs of the future. According to the SICUS website, their mission asserts that sex education is a powerful vehicle for social change. They view sexuality as a fundamental part of being human, one worthy of dignity and respect. We advocate for the rights of all people to accurate information, comprehensive sexuality education, and the full spectrum of sexual and reproductive health services. Their vision is an equitable nation where all people receive comprehensive sexuality education and quality sexual and reproductive health services, affirming their identities, thereby allowing them to access and enjoy sexual and reproductive freedom as they define it for themselves. So, in other words, they believe that you and I, the citizens of the United States, have an obligation to provide comprehensive sexuality education and sexual and reproductive health services, affirming their identities for all people at no cost to them, but at their pleasure. Here is a list of their values, as stated on the SICUS website. SICUS recognizes that good sexual and reproductive health is a human right. Actually, no, there is no human right to reproductive health. SICUS advances comprehensive sexuality education as a means of building a foundation for a long-term culture shift that will positively impact all levels of society, particularly issues of gender and racial equity, sexuality, sexual and reproductive health, consent, personal safety, and autonomy. SICUS commits to working to dismantle the systems of power and oppression which perpetuate disparate sexual and reproductive health outcomes and incubate stigma and shame around sex and sexuality across the intersections of age, race, gender, gender identity and expression, class, sexual orientation, 
and ability. Sika supplies an intersectional lens to ensure people's real lived experiences inform our policy, education, and strategic communications work. Planned Parenthood is closely aligned with SICUS and is implementing the education piece in public schools. There is money in it for them to encourage young girls to experiment with sex. Planned Parenthood, the leading provider of abortion in the world, also promotes sexuality education K-12 in public schools. They train educators, often peers, to go into the schools and teach students not only how to have sex, but what to do when there are issues. Planned Parenthood teaches students risk at reduction rather than teaching children how to have healthy relationships and to date in groups. Risk reduction is simply telling them how to make the high risk safer by using lubrication and condoms. The next step is to make them understand they need to be tested for STDs every couple of months. The sex education grooms them for promiscuity, grooms them for STD treatment, and grooms them for abortion, according to Monica Klein, a former sex educator. Listen to this from an interview with Abby Johnson, former Planned Parenthood clinic director, as she describes the deliberate business strategy used to access young public school students, creating future abortion clients. Quote, they don't talk about how they are actually selling patients on abortion. That's the whole purpose of Planned Parenthood, being in our public school system. It's not to really provide sex education to our kids. The purpose is so that they can develop a relationship with your child starting in kindergarten. When your child is old enough and starts going through puberty and they start having questions about sex, the educators are there to say, I know this, I know they say this because I was an educator. You can't go to your parents about how you are feeling right now. They won't understand. They don't know what you're going through. But you can come to me because I've known you since you were five, since you were in kindergarten. You can trust me. And then the goal is we get these girls into our clinics. And by the time they're 11, 12, or 13, we have them on a birth control method. Like I said, I'm 38, and if you told me you have to take a pill every day within two hours in order for this thing to be effective, I would fail. Okay, so you're for asking a 12-year-old to do that. She, of course, is going to miss. You are setting her up for failure, but that's the point. They're putting her on a method that has a high human error rate, and they know that. Planned Parenthood's own statistics say 54% of women who have abortions were using contraception at the time they got pregnant. That's the whole point. Put them on a method that has a high human error rate. These girls will fail. Hopefully, before they graduate high school, they will be into our clinics for their first abortion. And by the way, they don't have to tell their parents. By the time they get to college, which again, 
they have the abortion and we send them out with yet another pack of birth control pills that we know will fail them. And by the time they're in college, they'll be back for their second abortion. If we are lucky, by the time this woman is 30, she will have had three abortions. Unquote. Planned Parenthood creates and inspires many CSE curriculums, as well as sexuality freedom websites for youth, encouraging them to join the movement and fight for their sexual rights. This is coming from SECUS. Their website, advocatesforyouth.com, offers a newsletter making students aware of activist opportunities such as marches to eliminate the Immigration and Customs Enforcement Agency. Led by SECUS, the Sex Education Policy Action Council, or CPAC, is a coalition of organizations, statewide coalitions, state agencies, and school districts from 24 states that are working to advance sex education that is comprehensive. They believe advancing sexuality education, public policy, is more important now than ever, as reproductive health care and LGBTQ communities are under increasing attack. Sex education offers a comprehensive policy solution to teach young people about bodily autonomy, consent, reproductive decision-making, healthy relationships, and LGBTQ tolerance and inclusion. CPAC is expected to grow to include members in all 50 states, the District of Columbia, and eventually, of course, the United States Territories, providing SECUS with an invaluable opportunity to monitor and affect your state legislation. Here are the program goals of CPAC. Members of CPAC will help shape a common narrative to advance comprehensive sex education policy, engage with policymakers seeking to advance and pass sex education legislation, educate federal congressional members on the need for comprehensive sex education, and create a model for expanding comprehensive sex education policy across the country. As you can see, public education is highly involved as a partner with SECUS in this national plan to promote sexual freedom and health care rights. In fact, public education is the key government agency providing distribution for information and health care services without parents' knowledge or consent. The following is a partial list of groups who participated in the first annual CPAC conference held in Washington, D.C. last year. Alabama. California, Minnesota, and New York had the most organizations in participation. For example, the ACLU of Alabama, Planned Parenthood Southeast, URGE, Medical Advocacy and Outreach, AIDS Alabama, Magic City Wellness Center, 
Yellowhammer Fund, Birmingham AIDS Outreach, in California, ACLU of Northern California, Los Angeles Unified School District, Planned Parenthood California Central Coast, Planned Parenthood California Heads of Education, Planned Parenthood Affiliates of of California, San Diego Unified School District, in Minnesota, Planned Parenthood Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota Planned Parenthood, Minnesota, Healthy Youth Development Prevention Research Center, University of Minnesota, New York, Planned Parenthood Empire Acts, New York Department of Health and Mental Health Hygiene, Stop the Shaming, Peer Health Exchange, Girls Inc. of Long Island, Children's Aid, Oregon, Oregon Youth Sexual Health Partnership, Schools, Inc. of the Pacific Northwest, Portland Public Schools. By the way, Oregon Youth Sexual Health Partnership is a combination of the Oregon Health Authority and the Oregon Department of Education. In Washington State, the Office of Superintendent of Public Instruction, or OSPI, Girls, Inc. of the Pacific Northwest, and on and on, I'm... As we said earlier, there were 24 states involved this year. I want to discuss the vision. Sikhs envisions an equitable nation. And how do they define equitable? Well, they're saying that this would be a nation where all people receive comprehensive sexuality education. Actually, anybody can access comprehensive sexuality education. It's available. It's on the internet. Anybody can get it, read it, and learn it. So we don't need our schools to teach it. Everybody has that right. When it comes to quality sexual and reproductive health services, affirming their identities, well, maybe that's another story. Actually, that isn't a right either. There is nowhere in the Constitution where people are affirmed a right to reproductive health services affirming their identities. So uh, that's pretty much a moot point, guys. Those rights do not exist. They are not mentioned in the Constitution anywhere. Our public schools, now social service agencies, are embracing the SICUS agenda, demanding K-12 CSE and reproductive health care without parental knowledge or consent for every student. That's the bottom line. They're in bed together, figuratively. I ask you, what is the role of a public school, or any school for that matter, and how does this agenda fulfill that role? In many states, legislatures have already passed mandatory laws requiring this to be taught. Washington State just passed a similar bill requiring K-12 CSE last spring, and they are in a battle royal this November to repeal their legislation. We are watching our Washington affiliate and hoping they can reverse this trend. We cannot allow this to continue. And we cannot allow them to fail. Because if they fail, we will all fail. This is a battle for my state, your state, 
in our nation. Please consider the most generous contribution you can make to PRE for signage and flyers. Go to our website and donate. Thank you for your support. I'm Suzanne Gallagher, and this is Parents' Rights, our rights now. Please forward this to your friends. Do you know any parents who don't have any time to read lengthy emails? That's what the podcast is for. You have complete control over your access to this information, and you can share it. Share, share, share. Please send it to your friends and invite them to subscribe to Parents' Rights Now. Don't forget to register for the Northwest Safe Schools Summit, featuring Walt Heyer, Heidi St. John, Bernadette Broyles Esquire, and Rebecca Friedrichs. Check out events on our website. Parents' Rights in Education is a tax-deductible, non-profit organization. We rely solely on your contributions. Help stop sexualization of our students in public schools. Together, we can do this. See you next time to learn more about parents' rights now.